Good morning. We are on the very bottom of Yud Gimel, Ahmed Aleph 13a. Um, the colon there, so the second to last line. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis taught. Vihayu shelo yikrelam afreya. So we already quoted this, and what this is a reference to is the words in the Shema, the first paragraph of Shema. Vihayu hadvarim and it shall be these words shall be upon your heart. Vihayu, and it shall be, is a basically an extra word, so it can come to teach us something. Um, it can come to teach us something besides for its literal translation, and we say that it, what it's coming to teach us is, is that you cannot read the Shema um, out of order. So each paragraph needs to be read in the order that it was put by the sages. Um, then the next words, Hadvarim Ha'elash, Hadvarim, dot dot dot, Alevavecha. Um, so shall, these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. What is that teaching us? Um, so hadvarim alavavecha, the words upon your heart. You may have thought that the entire first paragraph of the Shema, you need to have intent, you have to... You have to think about the meaning of the words for the entire paragraph in order to fulfill your obligation of Shema, the entire first paragraph. Talmud Lomar Ha'ela. Therefore, the Pasuk, the verse comes to say, Ha'ela, these words that I am teaching you, that I am telling you today, that I am commanding you today. What do these words teach us? Adkan Sricha Kavana, it's coming to teach us that only up until that point in the first paragraph of Shema do you actually need to have intent as to what you are saying, meaning the meaning of the words. Um, After that, you do not need to have intent as to the meaning of the words in order to fulfill your obligation of Shema. Obviously, you should always intend, you should always understand what you're saying, but in order to fulfill the obligation of Shema, you do not need to have had intention past those words of, um, of upon your heart. Diva Rabbi Lezer, those are the words of Rabbi Lezer. So those are the words of Rabbi Eliezer, that you only need to have intent up until the end of the third verse of the first paragraph of Shema in order to um, fulfill your Shema obligation. Omer lo Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says to him, Harehu Omer, okay, now we're going on to uh, 13b, Harehu Omer, but doesn't the Pasuk, doesn't the Shema say, Asher Anochi, Mitzavacha Hayom Alvabacha? So the words that I command you today shall Asher Anochi, that I command you, Mitzavacha Hayom, I'm sorry, that I, Mitzavacha Hayom, command you today, Alvabacha, shall be upon your heart. Shouldn't you learn from those words that really the entire first paragraph needs, you need to have, um, you need to understand what you're saying? You have to intend the meaning in order to fulfill your obligation. Meaning, Rabbi Akiva feels that the words of Asher Anochim et that I command you, seem to say, the word command you is present tense. So that would seem to teach us then that it's whatever I'm commanding you now, both the words before and the words Till the end of the paragraph, all of those words, what I'm commanding you now, need to be, you all, you have to 
you have to have the right intention for it in order to fulfill your obligation of Shema. That's how Rabbi Akiva feels. So Amar Amar Rabbi Barchana Amar Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Barchana said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan Halacha Rabbi Akiva the Halacha is like Rabbi Akiva that in order to fulfill your obligation, you have to um, think about the meaning of the words for the entire first paragraph. Aha. Some teach that Rabbi Barchana's ruling was actually stated in the following Ditanya, based on the following Brisa Ditanya. We learned in a Brisa Hakoreishma, somebody that reads Shema, They have to concentrate. They have to focus. And we're talking about that focus. Um, focus. We have to. We're talking about the focus of understanding the words that you are saying. And we'll see based on the next opinion that what this means is, is you actually have to have in mind the words. You have to understand the words and focus on their meaning for not just the first paragraph of Shema, but the second paragraph of Shema as well. Because both paragraphs have the words, Alevavecha or Alevavechem, upon your hearts to teach us that that full paragraph needs to, you have to have the correct intention for in order to fulfill your obligation. Rabbi Acha Mishum Rabbi Huda Omer, Rabbi Acha said in the name of Rabbi Huda, Kivin Shekivainli Boba Perikrishon, as long as you are focusing on the words, the meaning of the words in the first chapter, or the first paragraph, I mean, sorry, you no longer must um, focus on the words in order to fulfill your obligation. So we have a dispute as to do you need to have focused the entire first paragraph or the entire first two paragraphs. So on this, Rabbi Barchana said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Halacha Rabbi Acha, Sha'amar Mishum Rabbi Yehuda, the halacha is like Rabbi Acha, who is talking in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, who said that you only need to have focus on the words in the first paragraph in order to fulfill your obligation. So he ends up saying the same thing in both versions that the halacha is that you need to that you need to only that you need to have in mind for the first full par- for the first paragraph. Um, the question was, was on um, what was he commenting? What was the other opinion? The first way of understanding it was one opinion. The second way of understanding it was another opinion. Okay, so that's where we are right now. At this point of the Gemara, it would seem that in order to fulfill your obligation, it would seem you would need to have intention, intent for the first uh, full paragraph. Tanya Idach, but now we have another Brisa. Vihayu, the words vihayu, shalo yikar al-mafreya, teach vihayu and it shall be, or they shall be, shalo yikar al-mafreya, that teaches us that you cannot read the paragraphs of Shema out of order. Alev avacha, then it says, upon your heart. Rabbi Zutcha Omer, Rabbi Zutcha says, ad kabmitzas kavana, this teaches us that um, you need, until that point is where you need to have intention. And from there and onwards is the obligation to uh, just read. So the way that um, most commentaries understand this is there be, as, as of this point, we're going to see that there's a lot to discuss, but just as far as um, that Rabbi Zutra is saying that the words upon your heart teach us that that whole first paragraph need to have intention. And then from there onwards, starting from the second paragraph, um, that's when the mitzvah of reciting, of saying the words, of reading the words comes in. Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Yoshua says, Ad says Kriya, the verse um, upon your heart teaches us that up until the first, through the first paragraph, 
is the mitzvah of saying or of reading. Um, from there afterwards, which is the second paragraph, um, that's where you have the mitzvah of intention. So it's a little bit unclear what's going on, and the Gemara is now going to talk about this. Okay. So Maishna Mikan Ve'elach Mitzvah Kriya. So now, what is the reason that, according to Mar Zutra, that I'm sorry, according to Rebbe Zutra, that what is the reason that from here onwards, meaning from beginning from the second paragraph, it would seem, is you have the mitzvah of Kriya, you have an obligation to read the words and not just um, kind of just uh, scan them or think of, or you have to recite them, you have to utter them. Dichsiv, what would the reason be that you'd have to utter the words in the second paragraph? Dichsiv, because the second paragraph has the words ledaber bam, to speak of them, so that would seem to say that you have to read them. But doesn't it say in the first paragraph as well? It says, you shall speak of them. So why would Rabbi Zutra say that you only need to recite the second paragraph and not the first paragraph? So we say this is really what Rabbi Zutra meant. That until the first paragraph, meaning through the first paragraph, is you actually have an obligation to both focus on the meaning of the words and recite and read the words, um, read the word, utter the words. From there afterwards, meaning from the second paragraph and on, you do not need to focus on the meaning of the words. Obviously, again, that's a good thing to do, but you don't need to in order to fulfill your obligation, but you certainly still need to utter the words. Okay, so with that understanding, we have another question. So now, what is the reason that for the first paragraph you need to both utter the words and um, focus on the meaning? Because the verse says, It says it has to be upon your heart. So upon your heart teaches us you need to focus on the meaning. And you shall speak of them, which would teach us you need to utter them. Hasamnami, but wait a minute, in the second paragraph of what as well, Haksiv Alavavachem, doesn't it say, upon your heart, Lidaber Bam, to speak of them? And that would seem to teach us then that again, you need to do both things. In the second paragraph as well, you should have to focus on the words and read it. Why did we say that once you get to the second paragraph, all you need to do is read it if it has the same wording as the first paragraph? So we answer, Hahumi Bayale Lichadur Biyitzchak. When it says upon your heart in the second paragraph, that's needed for what Rabbi Yitzchak says, the Omar, because Rabbi Yitzchak said, You shall place these words, again, upon your heart, is the next words, so you shall place these words, that teaches us that you need to place them opposite your heart, right? So you shall place these words um Upon your heart teaches you need to place them upon opposite your heart. What's that a reference to? That's a reference to the tefillin. It's teaching us the proper placement of the boxes of the tefillin that need to be placed um, opposite the heart. That they have to be placed on the arm, higher up on the arm, so that they're right up opposite the heart. So that's what the words upon your heart are teaching us in the second paragraph. So therefore, they're not free to teach us that you need to focus on the meaning of the words. And that's why you only need to focus on the meaning of the words for the first paragraph of Shema. Okay, so we're at the colon on Yogimah Abed on 13b. Um, let's see how this goes. Amar Mar. Um... So now we're going to go back to the Brisa that we were just reading. We analyze Rabbi Zutra's opinion. 
And now we're going to analyze Rabbi Yoshia. Rabbi Yoshia Omer, Ad Kai Mitzvah's Kriya. Rabbi Yoshia said that in the first section, the first paragraph of Shema, that's where you have a mitzvah to utter the words, to actually say the words. Mikan ve'elach, mitzvah's kavana, and the second paragraph begins the mitzvah <coughs> of focusing is your is where you have an obligation to focus on the meaning of the words. Okay. So, Maishna mikan ve'elach, mitzvah's kavana. So, what is it? Why is it? Maishna, for what reason? What What is the reason that the beginning in the second paragraph you have a mitzvah to focus on the meaning? Because in the second paragraph you have the words upon your heart, so that, that teaches us that. But then we have a question, doesn't it say upon your heart in the first paragraph as well? So why wouldn't Rabbi Yoshia require focusing on the meaning of the words in the first paragraph as well? So hachikamar. So we say this is really what Rabbi Yoshia meant. This is really what he was saying. You're right. So in the first paragraph, you need to have both the focus on the words and you have to recite the words. But from in the second paragraph, from there on, onwards, so the second paragraph is a mitzvah to focus on the words, but you don't have the obligation to utter the words. You can scan them just in your mind. In your head, you do not need to utter the words. So, umashna aikam, it says kriya ukavana, but what is the reason that in the first paragraph we say that you need to have the both both utter the words and um, have the proper intent, focus on the meaning of the words? Because the verse says, upon your heart, and you shall speak of them. You shall speak of them teaches us that you need to say the words, and teaches us that you need to have the correct, you have to focus on the meaning. Hasamnami, but wait a minute, don't we have the exact same wording in the second paragraph? Haksiv alavavachem, doesn't it say upon your heart, which would teach us that you should have uh, focus on the meaning? Lidaberbam, and to speak of them, which would teach us that you need to say the words. So we answer, When in the second paragraph, where it says to speak of them, that is actually a reference to the words of the Torah. And this is what the Torah, Rahmana is, means the merciful one, so God or the Torah. This is what the Torah is referring to. Agmiru Banaichu Torah, teach your children the Torah, so that they are able to speak of them. Meaning, teach your child the Torah so that those are the words, so that so that the Torah is is some is what they will be speaking about, so that they is what they will be learning about. So when it says bam to speak of them, it's not teaching. I can't. It's not free to teach us about how to say Shema, because it's really teaching us that you teach the teach your child Torah so that he or she in turn is able to say and learn the Torah. That's what it's coming there to teach us. So therefore, in the second paragraph of Shema. Um, the only words that are open to teach us about how to say Shema are Allah upon your heart. So in the second paragraph, you don't need to recite the words. All you need to do is focus on the meaning of the words. Tanurabanan. So now we have another opinion of intention or focusing on the meaning of the words when it comes to the Shema. Um, <clears throat> again, we're at the medium lines, the last words on the medium lines, the tough resh, Tanurabanan, the rabbis taught. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Hero Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Ad kan sricha kavanas aleif. Until here, you need to focus on the meaning of the words. 
Divir Rabbi Meir, these are the words of Rabbi Meir, that in order to fulfill your obligation of Shema, it's only that first sentence that you need to have intention. You need to focus on the meaning of the words. After that, of course, it's wonderful. Of course, it's uh, recommended, but it does not keep you back from fulfilling your obligation. Amar Rava, Rava says, Halacha Rabbi Meir, the Halacha is like Rabbi Meir, um, that you only need to have intention in that first sentence of the Shema. Okay, now that we're talking about that first verse of the Shema, we're going to go a little bit further. Tanya, we learned in Ebraisa, Sumchas Omer, Sumchas says, Anybody that lengthens the word Echad, heroes of the Lord, is God, the Lord is one, Echad. So anyone that, uh, so anyone that lengthens that word and spends time saying that word, their days and years will be lengthened as well. Amarav Achar Yaakov says, Uva Dalid. Um, and specifically, it's the Dalid of the word Echad that should be lengthened. Amarav um, Ashi says, Ovashal Yaakov Beches. Yes, it should be lengthened. It's the Dalid that should be concentrated on, Echad. But um, you have to make sure that you do not. Uh, kind of, you have to make sure that you still give the chet, the ch part in the word echad, its due diligence. You should not uh, hurry over it and end up pronouncing the word wrong by just really focusing on the dalit and kind of skipping the ches. So that's um, that's the idea there. Um, Rabbi Yirmiyah have a yasef committed Rabbi Chia. Rabbi Yirmiyah was sitting in front of Rabbi Chia, chazid have a and he saw that um, Rabbi Yirmiyah was saying Echad, he spent a long time saying the word Echad. Amar Leir, Reb Chibracha said to him, Once you, your mind has been focused on up, up and down and the four different directions that God is um, in all of those, God is everywhere. As long as, once you've thought of that already, you no longer need to prolong the word Echad. You no longer have to think. You, that that's all you need to think about. I mean that that's as that after that it's just overkill. If you make the achad any longer than it than than those quick thoughts that uh, we just mentioned. So you know what I'm looking at the uh, time right now, and maybe we'll stop here. I know it's in the middle, but we did say that if um that uh, that we'll split up pages if it looks like it's going to go too long. So let's stop here. So we'll stop here and we'll just quickly review what we talked about today. So basically what we talked about was, is where do you need to have that focused intention on the words and what needs to be recited, what needs to be uttered. Um, we had many different opinions on it. The interesting thing to point out is that when it comes to the halacha, right? So we had two different versions of what the halacha would be. Um, we had Rav Achabar. We had Rabbi Barchana, um, Rabbi Yochanan, who says that the halacha is that you need to have focus on the words for the entire first paragraph. And then later on, we had the, um, the opinion that you need to only have the focus on the first paragraph of Shema. And Rava had said, and that was the opinion of Rabbi Meir, and Rava said the halacha is like Rabbi Meir. So those would be the two 
the two lines to really focus on because those are two different versions of what the halacha would be when it comes to when you need to focus to have your uh, to focus on the words in order to fulfill your obligation. Those are the two opinions, but we had many different ways of learning, and but those were the two times where that we actually were told what the halacha is, what Jewish law would tell us to do, and then we talked about kind of riffing on. The idea that you need to have that focused intention for the first line of Shema, for the first sentence. Then we talked about how um, how if you lengthen the word Echad, you'll end up having the lengthening of your days. But you just have to make sure that you say the word Echad properly and that the lengthening doesn't mix mess up the way you're actually supposed to re-say the word. And um, we'll <clears throat> those are the basic uh, ideas to point out for today. Have a wonderful day, and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody that's able to make it this evening at my home at 8.15.